Hi, this is Wyatt Chang, and you're listening to the Shattered Soulstone. This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode 90 Riffs Gone Pear Shaped. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. Support the Shattered Soulstone. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today. Patreon.com slash soulstone. Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Nevik. Coming to you from a half-empty bottle of white wine. Wantonio. I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Dreja. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. What happened? Like, you lose five seconds of your life and you wake up. Chill. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second, with 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per second. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawnforge pouch, this is episode 9-0 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Tuesday, July 14th, and I am your host, Nevik, and I am joined by one of my co-joeys, Jen, how have you been? I'm okay today. Um, I've been busy. I've I've not been really well. I've been better than I have been in the past, but I've been I've just been super busy. This month's just got a lot going on, and I had a little bit of extra work. And I thought, you know, this is the only episode I'm probably going to make this month. So here I am. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and Brasia, um, I think we forgot to mention it in '89 that he was going to be on starting his. Uh, business trips and so he wasn't going to be here this week but uh that's yeah we're down at brasia and uh lantonio i think may join us later i haven't heard from him last week his internet was down so don't know if that got resolved or not his landlord can be somewhat of a flake as landlords typically are <laughs> so that's we, true that's true we will persevere I, yeah. without without <laughs> lantonio so we will jump straight into what we've been up to. And since we haven't heard from you, Jen, in quite a while, what have you been doing over the past, what is it, two months now? Is it two months? I don't know. I Something think the like last that. time I was here was in June, I think, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe. Ma- maybe I'm overstating it. I don't know. I know it feels like I'm never here, but I try. Um, so I'm still playing season three with my softcore crusader uh next season i'll do hardcore again and switch back but right now i'm playing softcore and she's at paragon 75 i'm hoping to hit 100 just because it'd be a nice number to hit um i'm mostly focusing this season on greater rifts because i Mm -hmm. never bothered with them before so that okay let's see what this is all about and uh the highest one i can do is tier 14 right now which feels like oh yeah that's all that's Mm. yeah that's torment one or wait no 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 uh 10 is torment one so it's like between Torment 2 and 3. Which sounds about right, because I can get her into Torment 3 just uh, doing the Nephilim rifts, you know? Like when I run mm-hmm. out of run out of those rift keys, it's like, okay, try again, you know? Um, and she does okay in Torment 3. 4 is a bit difficult. I went and tried, like, I'm trying to get... Okay, I have 100, I have more than 100 seasonal achievement points, so you get that banner. 
right? Right. And so I've got this banner with like the head of Diablo on it, if you've seen the banner at all, you know, that my yeah, crusader. Yeah, it's an awesome looking banner. Yeah, it's awesome, but my crusader's wearing it. I'm like, okay, is this fit a crusader? I don't know. Maybe it makes her more of a badass. I don't know. Um, so it's just fun. So I have that. I'm trying to get to 400. So I've run mm -hmm. like um, a Nephilim riff in Torment 4. And it took forever to do it because I wanted the achievement oh, points, you know? And I think right. I did, I don't know if I did five. I might have. But it just took so long and it's like, okay, dead again, keep going, you know, kind of thing. And um, yeah. yeah, so I've got 310 achievement points now seasonally and uh, I want to get to 400. So I don't know, I'm going to have to like try to kill Malthiel, Malthiel, however you say, in um, Torment 5, five. I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I tried it once, and I'm like, I couldn't even get to where he was. You know, I have to go through that section before you can... You can't right. just jump into the Malthiel fight. And, um, yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, not going to happen yet. Not going to happen. And I don't know. I'm using um, some of the uh, green gear, you know? But I don't have mm -hmm, a set of setups. anything. Yeah, well, I've got, like, three of this and two of that and one of something else and all that. And I figured, okay, mm. let's try these. But I'm not sure. And I don't know if, if they're the best or not. They kind of sound like they're cool because they have all you know you you add more than one and you get that extra something and you get two or three and you get that extra something and i don't know i'm kind of getting frustrated because i feel like i should be able to do more than tier 14 but i can't <laughs> just yet you know and it's a crusader it's like it should be strong enough to to go farther so i'm thinking the gear is probably the problem and i just haven't had the energy to sort all that out i guess um so that's where i'm at with diablo 3 yeah yeah it shouldn't be too hard to get you up to 400 um the one thing that i've noticed when i was uh leveling up my crusader alt was that i felt super squishy and I, even even though my crusader is capable of doing just a little bit beyond torment six she um she still feels super squishy so it's uh it's not it's not just you jen <laughs> Okay, that's good to know, you know, and I'm kind of thinking like the last, like last season I played a demon hunter, so my crusader feels stronger than the demon hunter, as she should, and I played a barbarian before that for season one, and, you know, my barbarian was rocking it, but some for some reason, I guess I thought the crusader would be a little less squishy, I guess is the right way to say that. Um, so we'll see, I'm not giving up yet. Do you have any idea when season three is supposed to end? Well, at this point, um, we know that it's going to be at least August before that happens. Okay. We're probably. I think. I think we. I think they committed to a two-week notice. So, since we haven't gotten a two-week notice, and since the PTR, um, they're experiencing quite a nasty uh, disconnect bug, which makes playing on the PTR almost impossible. Uh, I'd say we have at least a month before we can even think about seeing a two-week notice, so... Okay, so I got time. Yeah, you have plenty of time. That's good, but, that's uh, good. I haven't tried the PTR for exactly that reason. And everybody yeah. on Twitter, everybody on Twitter that I follow that is playing the PTR is complaining about it, you know? They're, they're uh, having problems just getting into the, to the PTR. They're having problems because of the lag thing, uh, the disconnect thing, and, and I'm just kind of like, eh, I'll just play my Crusader, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, although today, like, I, I've been trying to do a Season 4 Monk on the PTR, just so that I could, uh, you know, learn how to, how the new 
once you hit 70 progression is going to feel like because um, there's no more slow rolling greater rifts <laughs> because uh, when you get a greater rift key with the new greater rift system well just the new systems in place you don't upgrade a key at all anymore so you use a, key, a greater rift key for one greater rift and that's it so that means you can't oh. just start at one and then get a key for two and then you know, keep slow rolling all the way up until you hit your point where you can't really do it anymore. So then you, you know, start back at one. Nope, that doesn't, that's not how it works anymore. So you're going to have to grind and earn your greater rift keys and then just do what you can. So acquisition of legendary gems is going to be a little bit slower for sure. Oh, but I would think, yeah. But crafting is supposed to be a little bit better. So I don't know how it's, how it's going to feel. Now, is that system confirmed? Like, they're definitely changing the way they do Greater Rifts for Season 3? Yes. Or Season 4, I mean? Yeah? Okay. Yep. Yeah, because the uh, Realm of Trials is is a thing of the past, so... Wow, okay. And, uh, well, I guess I'll go a little more in detail, because we got a... I think we got a tweet about this. Okay. So, I, um, asking about the keys and what to do with what you already have... But uh, I'll cover that when we get to the tweet. Okay. So what I've been up to, other than trying to do a season four monk, which doesn't work, not much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did hop back on the PTR because we did get some questions on Twitter, and I, I wanted to, you know, try to find, you know, hop on the PTR and get get these answers for these people. And so I was like, oh, still can't, still constant disconnects whenever I try to join a game with a seasonal character. So then I just, I was like, well, all right, let, let's just see if it's, you know, global or if it's just a season thing. And I selected my, my uh, general population hardcore monk, you know, that got rolled down into the general population mm -hmm. and I was able to get into a game. So oh. I think it's, it's a bug with, uh, whatever seasonal tag is, um, not allowing you to play <laughs> seasons. So oh, wow. I'm not sure they're looking into it. And it's, you know, a lot of people are, you know, up in a tiff about it because they, they want to play. And it's like, well, folks, you know, this is a public test realm. This is going to happen, you know. And it's better that it happens now than it happens when it goes live. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the complaining? You oh, know? it would. Yeah, it would not oh, be good. And I mean, that would be, you know, a reasonable reason to complain if it made it through mm -hmm. the PTR and nobody noticed or nobody did anything and it got into the in the, the real season, I guess, um, that would be a problem. But yeah, yeah. I, I kind of look at the PTR sort of like a beta, you know, stuff can change yep. and, you know, stuff's being worked out on that. I'm just not helping this time because I just didn't get into the PTR. I just, I don't know. Yeah, and that, that's the other thing, you know, if you are heavily investing into spending time on the PTR and, you know, just a build is like just absolutely amazing because this one item is so overpowered and then it, then they make an, uh, you know, a power adjustment to it before it goes live because it was it was simply just over you know, it was overweighted on its stats and everything. Mm -hmm. So you know, like for example, last season when the barbs got their uh, that set, the wraith of uh, waste of the wrath or whatever whatever that set was, mm -hmm. where uh, at one point I think it was hammer of the ancients was supposed to deal like five hundred percent weapon damage. Or something like that, or increased your damage for five hundred. Oh, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. They they adjusted that down to a hundred percent because five hundred was just simply too much. I mean, barbs barbs were 
by like by a large margin higher than demon hunters in dps so they're like wow oh, whoops why yeah, did they think 500 percent would you know not be a problem well, you know, you know? <laughs> the numbers are getting really big on everything so 500 oh, doesn't are, seem yeah. like a whole lot okay but uh I, I so i'm like i'm trying to keep this in mind because uh it seems that although i haven't played around with them yet the new uh well the not the new, but the adjusted Shenlong's fist weapons are simply amazing right now on the PTR. And I'm like, mm, they might get adjusted. <laughs> so it's like, I, I don't want to, don't want to, you know, have it become my crutch and go like, oh my goodness, because I have two of Shenlong's fists. Like I have the left and the right hand and they're both ancient. So oh, I'm wow. like, yeah. But of course, this is not you know on my non-season stuff. Mm -hmm. Right, so it won't help you for season anyway because you got to kind of right. start over with seasons, yeah. So, just you know, if if you're hopping on the PTR, just remember it's it's a test realm. You know, there there will be things that will be changed over time on the PTR. This is you know I think only the second or third build that they pushed to the PTR that's available for us, and. They're hoping to get a fix for the disconnects out soon. They're investigating it. So once that happens, I'm going to spend more time on the PTR than on live because I really want to have a good grasp on what I'm going to do when I hit 70 come season four. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But uh, that, that also that way I can report and give you know our listeners some, you know, some tips because... Uh, the tips that I gave in seasons past won't be quite as applicable anymore because uh, relied heavily on slow rolling and getting all those legendary gems and yeah, it's just that's a thing of the past. So, and uh, with greater rift key drop rates being so not so great in torment one, yeah, doing greater rifts is going to be something that you do on the side. But that's okay because you're going to be running lots more bounties for that's all those legendary true. crafting mats. So. Yeah, so and I'll be tired of Greater Rifts by then anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did a lot of bounties last season, and I got tired of those. So I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get there, I guess. You know? Yeah, so I did hop onto live, and I have played a little bit. I went from Paragon 484, because I thought it was 485, but I actually wasn't. So I went from 484 to 486. That's, you know, that's pretty that's good. Not, not very much, but... I was playing, I was just doing some greater, or not greater, so just doing regular old Nephilim Rifts, Torment 6, and I was just cruising on through legendary item drops, run over to it, oh hey look, it's the Templar Relic! And I'm like, oh, I was like, oh my goodness, this better be an enchanting favor, please let it be an enchanting favor. So I wait until I get done with the Rift, you know, go over to Cain, the Book of Cain and identify it, because I also had something else to identify, mm -hmm. and I mouse over it. And it's the reduce the cooldowns of his abilities by 50%. I'm like, oh, Aww. still no enchanting favor. Still doesn't exist. I'm not sure if I would actually need it because I'm running focus and restraint when I'm doing greater rifts. But um, yeah, I'm still super, super, super annoyed. <laughs> because even if I'm not using the double unity plus the immortal uh, follower token, it would just be nice to have him not die all the time when I'm doing rifts. It would be right. fantastic. Right, because half the reason up. you're bringing him is, you know, for extra DPS and also because he can heal. And if he's dead, he can't do yep. that for you. Yeah. Yeah, and I also yeah. have him equipped with an Unjing Do, so it's like I would like him to actually be able to lock down a Rift Guardian once once we get him down to 20%. 
So. Yeah, that'd be helpful too, I'm sure. You know. Yeah. So it's like you know, what a pain in the butt. So I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> no enchanted <laughs> favor. I'm gonna go play the butcher and heroes. And by the way, the butcher is amazing, but he's also super squishy. So uh, it's as he should be because he's you know an assassin. Assassins shouldn't be tanks. But uh, that's what that's I've been up true. to. So. We have a sponsor, which is Audible. You can go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get a free audiobook from Audible. This, If you do go to that link, you will start a 30-day free trial, and you will have access to all of their member-only specials and digital versions of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal. And if you do continue your membership past those 30 days, you'll get a credit every month that you can use on over 180,000 titles. So go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get your free audiobook today. So we got some tweeters, and I it's a little light because our show got released a little bit later than usual, but that's all right. That's but okay, we, we still, still got some. Yeah, we still got, still got plenty. So, yeah. Jen, why don't you start us off? Okay, so the first one is from, ooh, let's see if I can pronounce this, uh, at Cru- Cruentus Relic. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Okay. Who says, at Shattered Stone, just convinced a co-worker to get at Diablo. Now I have someone to geek out with all day. <laughs> awesome. Yay, Gordon, <laughs> Good job. Bring more people into the game. Good job. Good yeah, job. <laughs> I, back when I worked for Iron Mountain, none of my co-workers uh, played Diablo, so I was super bummed. Aw, that's no fun. Yeah. And then our next uh, our next tweet is from at Diablo, uh, and it's at Josuki's hair and at Shattered Stone. And uh, the Diablo <laughs> says, We won't tell the butcher it was black bean burgers and tofu hot dogs then. He's got opinions about such things. <laughs> Sounds yep. like they had a barbecue, and, you know? Well, uh, in the last episode, Josuki... Hare tweeted that um, he had a dream that he got a legendary gem called the Butcher's, uh, the Butcher's Eye. And okay. It it would cause hot dogs and hamburgers to rain out or rain out or um, you know shoot out. From oh. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't catch that. All right. Um, so yeah, black bean burgers and tofu hot dogs. Uh, and Josuki's hair responds, "Ah, fresh flax." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and yep. then the Diablo account responded and said, Well played. It's all about socializing while you game, after all. Have fun. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> so now I'm picturing this whole barbecue where everyone's like, Just like, don't tell them what's in them. It's, don't tell them it's not fresh meat. <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway. I hope, we, I hope someday we'll see a legendary gem called the Butcher's Eye. That would be neat. We'll know we'll know where they got the inspiration from then, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, still waiting for those zombie turkeys. Oh right. We haven't seen those at all. Yep. Yeah. Still still wondering where those are because that went over really well with with uh, one of the lead artists over there. It did. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll do like um like a holiday event, like around Thanksgiving or something, and just have like a couple of days of zombie turkeys everywhere. Like replace the actual zombies with zombie turkeys. You know? Yeah, they could also. Yeah, may, maybe they could do. Um, you know, a turkey level. You know, not. You know, expand our horizons. Not not just limit us to cow level. 
have a have a turkey level. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be really fun. It would almost be reminiscent of like in Legend of Zelda, where if you piss off a chicken, a bunch of chickens will come and kill you. They do. Yes, they come and avenge. You know? <laughs> yeah, yep. Turkey's just a big chicken, right? <laughs> and and they're meaner, so why not? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, generally. Um, so going on with the tweets, we have one from at Shano who says, well, at Shattered Stone, Meat Shield earned his namesake at level eight. And we have the you Aww. have died, your deeds of valor will be remembered. Made it to level eight. But he played hardcore, you know? Yep. So, tried hey. it for the- he tried it. Right. The first, time, the, the first time I played hardcore was um, when we all did... Uh, it was back, like, the first anniversary of Diablo 3, and we all got on the game and recorded it and stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. I was playing a monk that died at, I'm pretty sure, level 8, so that seems to be the yeah. right... the way things Might have go. Been 9. You know? I, I, I don't know. I don't recall clearly, but yeah. We were doing... What, what were we doing? We were doing... We naked, were doing... Uh, yeah. You could pick up... With naked hardcore runs, you could pick up weapons. Weapons, and that was it? That was it, yeah. Just weapons. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had no idea what I was doing with the monk. I'm like, what does this button do? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> it's kind of surprised I even made it to level 8 at the time. But level 8 is not bad for when you first start, and he was playing by himself, too. You know, so you didn't have anyone right. to carry him like I did at the time, you know? Um, yeah. So we'll see if he goes back in to hardcore or not. Um, I'm sure he'll let us know. Send us a tweet. We can read it on the show. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next tweet is from Karova, who says at Shattered Stone, a channeling pylon next to the Greater Rift boss. So sweet. New personal best. Channeling pylons are much better than conduit for Demon Hunter. I'm sure they are. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, those are fun. I like the channeling pylons. My yeah, Crusader it's also right fun now for has. It's fun for anything, I think. My Crusaders um, using the, uh, what is it, the legendary gem with the lightning? I forgot what it's called. Right. She's using that. uh, Wreath of, is it Wreath of? I don't know. I just got it leveled up to 15, too. I got to level 15. So, like, you add the conduit to that when that starts, and it's just mass destruction everywhere. It's wonderful, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And moving on, we have a tweet from Joe Suki's hair who says, R.I.P. Rest in peace. Spurnt the Crusader. Slain by the Demon Lord Lag. And he wrote it to at Shattered Stone and at Diablo. Aww. That's the worst one to die from, is that Demon Lord Lag. You know? No fair. Yeah, because there's nothing you can do about it. Right. There's nothing. And uh, so he's got a screenshot for us here of yep. That one's gone, you know? Bummer. Sorry to hear that. I mean, he was at, what, yeah. Paragon 154? That's more than I get to, generally, so um, <laughs> that's yeah, kind of a and bummer. There, and there has been no Lantonio with his uh, crickets to kill anybody, so that sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, so moving on, we have another one from at Karova, who says, at Shattered Stone, what? Getting a key of evil in Act 3 instead of the key of war I was looking for? Three question marks. Bug? Two question marks? So what's up with that? Yeah, it's not a bug. It's, um... You got lucky and unlucky at the same time because uh, all the Rift uh, Key Wardens, they have a bonus chance to drop a second key. Well, sometimes that can occur even without um, their main key from dropping. So you, you got lucky and you got that bonus roll for the key, but it ended up not being his key. 
which seems to be the one he wanted. <laughs> was yep. the, that's why he went there. Yeah. So good news and bad news at the same time, I suppose. Yeah. There, there have been times where I've had two keys drop and it'll be one. Usually it's um, the key that, that the key warden typically drops. And then usually it's either a key of evil or, you know, sometimes it's just one of the random ones. Sometimes it might be two of the same, but yeah, that's what happened. Two of the same would kind of be frustrating, I think. You know? Yeah, I I could see that. But with um, at least with the coming change in patch two point three, all your keys are going to be transformed into the machines. So, um, oh, if if you get keys now, definitely don't use them because they will they will turn into the machines themselves. So that so you won't have you... to go gather the keys anymore after that. Right. That right? Well, the I key mean... wardens that. They, they, instead of dropping the keys, they will now drop the machines. So okay, it means you don't longer have to get, you know, a full set to make one machine. So it speeds up the process if you're a solo player. But still, it's better to go with folk with friends. Although they did do something, they they did do something to co uh, combat that. Where um, you know, if you had four friends, you could go to four different acts and kill the key wardens. And if a key dropped in, everybody could, you know, portal over to the person who killed the key ward and get that key and made it so much faster to do it in a four-player game. Well, now I think the key, you have to be in the proximity of the Guardian when it dies in order for the drop to actually occur for you. So, so if you're sitting in town or if you're on the other end of the board, too bad for you, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So thank you, Blizzard. I hope, that's, I hope it stays that way because... It it doesn't penalize the person who plays solo, you know, nearly mm -hmm. as much. That's true. Although, you, yeah. you, I mean, it's not really penalizing the solo player. It's just, it's so much more efficient to do it with four people currently, the way that it is. But yeah, do not use your keys right now. Save them. Save them. Unless you're only playing season characters and you, and you have no interest in playing non-season, then I guess go ahead and use them. Yeah, because you won't, you can't carry them over to your next season, you know. Right. It'll just all so. revert back to your regular stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many keys I have. I think I have like three total because I've never really put effort into trying to get them. You know. Yeah, they're kind of a pain in the butt to, to find the key warden, and um, with the drop chances being so as poor as they are, uh, yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, and I think most of the time, if I found a key warden, I was actually going after something else. You know. I had a different mm -hmm. goal in mind, and it's like, oh, a key warden, okay, I'll kill that, you know, but it wasn't like, I need this key warden, he better drop this key, I've never played that way, you know? Right. No real reason, I just haven't, but, um, so there's more changes then. They're gonna just not drop a key anymore. <laughs> like, here's yeah. the machine. Okay, so now are they machine wardens instead of key wardens, because they're dropping the machines? <laughs> what are they well, now, you know? <laughs> I mean, you... you... You could still call them the key wardens because the machine is the key to the portal, so... Okay, then it works. <laughs> then it works, okay. I'm just trying to make this make sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, semantics, yeah, they maybe they should change them to being um, not machines, but key portals, you know? Something like that. Actually change the item that drops. But um, either way, you know, it's fine. And I look yeah. forward to the change. I think so, it'll be neat. I'll take over the, for the remainder of the regular tweets. Uh, okay. We got one from Real Time FM, who um, I, I don't know how many people used to follow him, Riorial, 
Um, we used oh, to do postcards okay. with Azrael. I remember and, that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I joined him and started doing postcards as, as well. But he tweeted and he says, At Shattered Stone, D3 on PS3, Covetous Shen. What are these things I need to acquire to train him up? I'm in Act 3. And this is a blast from the past. because he's it playing sure the, is. He's playing the original Diablo 3 on PS3. So that means it's not Reaper of Souls. It's, you know, back, you know, Diablo 3 chocolate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what he needs, I, I actually had to look this up because I forgot the name of the item. Uh, drops a nightmare, of course, because, you know, back in chocolate, we had the four different. Oh, wow. Levels. This is a blast from the past for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the thing that he needs are 10 pages of jewel crafting. So I, I, res- I already responded to him on Twitter. I was like, oh, you're playing D3 chocolate, right? You need to get into nightmare. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then they'll start dropping. So, yeah. And then, uh, of course, you know, so is the page of blacksmithing and jewel crafting. And then in Hell, it was the tome of blacksmithing and jewel crafting. And then Inferno, they, you know, threw us a bone and just made it tome of secrets. So you could use it on either one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I, how frustrating I, I, that was. I saw the picture and I was like, wait a second. I don't, what? And then I was like... Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what we had to used to have to do. Right. Yeah, I would have had to look that up, too. I remember I'm looking at the photo and I'm like, okay, I remember those pages, but I don't remember where to get them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I so, don't think they're in the game anymore. So when he uh, when he gets the expansion, all those go bye-bye and they do it yep. in a more efficient way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully he'll be able to pick up a PS4 and pick up the uh, Ultimate Evil Edition. And mm-hmm. that, that way he gets all of the patch support because obviously even the uh, Reaper of Souls version of on of Diablo on PS3 and Xbox 360 have zero patch support. So, you know, they're they're not even at patch 2.1. They're, you know, 2.08, I think is what the old version of PS3 and 360 of Reaper of Souls is stuck at. I don't so. remember. Yeah, I don't have I don't have it, so I don't know. I don't have a console, but um, so basically, it's sort of st- it's sort of frozen in time and not getting any updates. Is that what I'm to understand from that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So if you really like the way the game is at either of those points, you know, either the uh, chocolate version or uh, the version we just talked about, I guess there's your way to keep it the same forever. But otherwise, um, yeah, you might want to get the updates. Yeah. But on, on one hand, you know, Riorio can experience the joy of the uh, everlasting, what is it? Well, actually, I guess that's back is uh, Wrath of the Berserker, but more the, uh, you know, permanent Archon form for Wizard. Although I don't know what class he's playing. He, I don't know if he mentioned I don't know. that. Hmm, I don't but think he did. We know, but... we know he's not playing the Crusader. Right, because he, he, you can't get that until the expansion, so that means... There's one we know he isn't doing, so it's got to be one of the other ones. Um, maybe he can tweet yeah. us and let us know how that's going. Yeah, because I think he's listening now that he's playing. So, cool. Glad, gl- glad to have him playing. I, although I don't think he has interest in progressing through the four difficulty levels. So, <laughs> I think he'll, I think he'll finish the campaign and then be done. Yeah, I can understand that. I remember Inferno being really difficult. Um, it is even mm-hmm. although I. Th- think yeah you have the monster power level so you can drop it down to mp0 and mm-hmm. uh, that makes it more like hell difficulty but uh, it's a little better yeah 
And I remember, like, yeah. the original game when it first started, like, Inferno was impossible, and I didn't even get oh, there until goodness, later, yeah. you know? Um, I didn't get there right off at all until they'd nerfed it a little, and I wouldn't even say that was a nerf, really, but, um, yeah, Inferno was really tough. But the monster, the monster power will help. Yeah, I was glad that I was playing softcore back then, because uh, you'd get to Act 2 Inferno after finally being able to kill the Butcher in uh, Act 1 Inferno, and then you get to Act 2, and it's just, like... It's a, it's not even cement. It's like a steel wall saying, no, you shall not pass until you get, you know, your eye level 63 gear. <laughs> right. And then everybody went on the auction house to try to find better gear. Yep. Yep. That yeah, was pretty that's much how your, that rolled. Mm -hmm. That's how it worked. Ah, uh, reminiscing. Memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we got another tweet from Loremaster underscore Onki. And he said, uh, T6, three rifts, two greater rifts, and a load of bounties. One legendary drop. Um, what? And he tagged the Westmarch Workshop, our account, the Shattered Zone, and Nineball Gamer. And then Nineball responded and he said, RNG was not your friend. And I should have chimed in and said, you should have prayed harder to RNGesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, and Jen's going Roboto. Oh, no. Okay. The return, it, this really is a trip down memory lane. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, I think... It's, it's been a while since you've gone Roboto on us. I know. I think I know what's causing it, but I can't fix it right now. Yeah, it'll get better, though. So I will just carry on. And uh, then Loremaster Unki responding and said, Guess not. Keep that grind up, I suppose. And that's that's what Diablo is, you know? If RNG isn't screwing you, you're not playing Diablo, so... And I definitely know that for a fact, because I still cannot get an enchanting favor for Cormac. So I'm still really super annoyed about that. Gorilla Law tweeted at us, and he said, At Shattered Stone, anticipating 2.3. Burn or keep regular keys? Is it right to use them all up for Greater Rift keys, or will they have another use? So this is the tweet that I was talking about earlier, that I wanted to hop onto the PTR and research because I wasn't sure because I didn't even check this when I first hopped onto the PTR uh, last week. So I checked today when I was able to get onto my non-season character, and uh, your regular Rift keys turn into great items. So you will no longer need Rift keys to run regular Nephilim Rifts. You will just be able to do that no matter what. But all of your greater Rift keys that you currently have, um, no matter what level of key they are, they will all become a greater rift key. And this is because, you know, the Realm of Trials is gone, so we no longer need, you know, keys with specific levels on them anymore. So they will all just become regular greater rift keys, and then you can use that greater rift key to select the highest greater rift that you've completed, plus up to plus one from the highest greater rift. Um, that means, yeah, you're going to have to farm up a lot of greater rift keys in the beginning of the, of the season. So, you know, it'll just, be, it, it'll just be an issue for the first week or so if you're one of those dedicated seasonal players. And then it won't be an issue anymore. You know, once you're face-rolling Torment 6 and pushing into Torment 7 and 8, 9, and 10. So, look forward to it. So then Gorilla Law tweeted at us again and he said, How do hardcore players do it? If my softcore crusader dies in a rift, I'm ready to slam my controller into the ground. That's understandable, yeah. We just try not to die, I guess? I guess. Well, I, I think it's a mindset, though, you know? 
Am I still yeah. robotting or am I clear now? Nope, you oh, are good. You are okay. Crystal clear now. Okay, good. So I think it's kind of a mindset. I think when you go into hardcore, and I play a little of both, I don't play, like, I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, someone who's constantly playing and right at the top of the leaderboard or anything like that. But when I play hardcore, you kind of, the mindset is, okay, I'm probably going to lose this character, you know? Mm -hmm. When you play softcore, I think the mindset is, let's build this one up and make this, like, awesome uber character that I can totally smash things with. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, I get, like, it's frustrating when your softcore character dies because, like, I just had that happen when I was trying to do, like, oh, I think a Nephilim riff on uh, Torment 5, and it just was, like, dead, 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 and I'm like the heck with this that's not what i said but you know um right. <laughs> that's close enough <laughs> for this show um <laughs> and uh i get being really angry when that happens if you've got like you know repeated deaths all the time and you know you, you can't do anything about it it's frustrating but i think the reason why it's that frustrating is because you're expecting that your softcore character is going to be able to do these things you know what i mean like, oh, mm -hmm. I can just run him through here, and if it, you know, if it dies, I can still keep going, even if it's frustrating, it's fine. But when you start playing hardcore, I mean, I think in the back of your mind, you're always like, should I do that? Because I might lose it, you know? Right. Like, you know you're not going to keep this character forever. So I think when your hardcore character dies, you know, you're upset, you're sad, you're a little bit mad, but then you're kind of like, okay, let's roll another, you know? Like, you, yeah. you don't get the attachment, I think, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think the, like... What, what you're saying, the the shift in mentality is, uh, as a hardcore player, you don't push harder than you know you can do. Or if you do push harder than what you know you can do, um, then you're expecting to die. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> or mm -hmm. or at least you're like, all right, you know, I've done, I've done greater at 40. Let's see if I can do a 41, you know? Right. Whereas in softcore, you're probably, you know, you're already pushing probably past 50, you know, maybe if you're super, if you're super dedicated to the game and you know what you're doing, you have your gear, you've been leveling up your gems all the time and um, maybe you're pushing those higher Paragon levels, who knows, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're pushing, you're pushing higher than what hardcore players typically do. That's not to say that hardcore players don't push as high because they do try and then you know, sometimes they die, sometimes they don't. But uh, generally, it's um, at least from from my perspective, is uh, you play you don't play completely safe when you're pushing those higher greater rifts because you're trying to you know get somewhere on the leaderboard. I don't know. It's it's something like you don't you, you go into it with a different kind of mentality, like Jen was saying. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and the other thing too is like. If you play a seasonal character, you know, you're starting from scratch and you've got a softcore character, I think in the back of your mind, you're kind of thinking like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to just push as hard as I can. If I die, it's all right. I can keep going. You know, I can mm -hmm. adjust, you know, uh, what gems I'm using or what gear I've got or whatever, you know, um, or, you know, change what your followers got. And you kind of think of it like, all right, it's, it's sort of like problem solving, you know? Can I run this this torment level or can I run this greater if no? Okay, let's let's problem solve that. You know, it's frustrating though because then you have to go and, and problem solve and that kind of concept is not there when you're playing hardcore. It's here's what I have, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you hesitate to push higher unless you get to the end of the season and you've decided, okay, I'm not keeping this character. Let's see, you know, let's crank it up as far as the game will go and see how long you last. You know that kind of thing. You know? Yeah, exactly. But it's it's a different way. Like, 
I wouldn't say that people that play D3 get attached to their characters in the same way that people that play WoW do, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think it's like that at all. I don't think anyone's personally identifying as their character, as you can. Some do with World of Warcraft. Um, so it's not like that, you know, but it's... I don't know. I, I think... I think the reason why you have less uh, slamming of the controllers in in hardcore than in softcore is that idea of I'm um, you know I'm probably going to die at any moment kind of thought you know mm -hmm. you're like right yeah, on that exactly. edge all the time you know this is a different it's a different you kind of accept this could be over like that you know yeah and I would actually you know encourage you Gorilla Law to give hardcore a chance. It'll definitely shift the way that you think about the game, I, I would say for sure. I, I'm not, again, this is not, you know, trying to be, you know, the, the quote-unquote elitist opinion of a hardcore <laughs> player. It's just, right. it's like once once you start playing hardcore, it, I, I don't know, it just something gets into your blood, and then it's like you can't go back to softcore. So it's, you know, it's, it's just, just, I don't know. I actually feel a little more attached to my characters when playing in hardcore, and when I lose them, you know, it sucks, but, you know, that's just how it goes, and hopefully you leveled up gems and stuff. So. Right, yeah, and you can get back in, or you save some gear, and you can try again, you know? Or you're just done with the season, and you do something else. Right, so. go back to your other characters and carry on wherever they left off, you know? But, yep. I don't know, I play a little of both, and um, I think the difference for me is if I'm playing softcore like I am this season... I feel like I can play it late at night when I'm tired, I can play it when I'm on all of my allergy meds and can't think straight, and I'm fine, but when I played Season 2 with the Hardcore, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to start playing that one right now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, you kind of think of that, a that different... Yeah, that, that's another thing, is, like, if you like to, you know, hop on, you know, some kind of VoIP system, you know, like Mumble or, or you know, all cur Curse or... Team speak or whatever ventrilo and drink while playing <laughs> probably not a good idea to do hardcore mm -hmm. that doesn't stop us from doing it right i mean i've done it before well, you know the risks yeah mm -hmm. yeah and um at that point you typically don't do greater riffs <laughs> just you know <laughs> just do torment six stuff where where you know you're mostly safe except from the lag monster because you know Unless you have one of those builds that has so much health regen per second, lag will probably kill you. Yeah. So that yeah, you, know, you can't do anything about lag though. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so we'll move on, and we got another trio of tweets from Kurova, and his first one is at Shattered Stone. How many expansions do you think we we need until we reach Torment Twenty? Um, Kurova, I do not like this idea. No. <laughs> Yeah. But um, if we're ever to expand it out to Torment 20, which would be what? Greater Rift 80 at that point? Oh my I goodness. Know. I, I haven't know. done the math. Well, let's see, it would be another 50. No, it would be 95 if the scaling stays as it, as it will be in Torment, uh, in Torment 6. Patch 2.3 is what I meant to say. Um, because um, like currently, right now, on patch 2.2, um, Greater Rift. Six or Greater Rift Six. Oh my goodness, I'm all over the place. Torment Six is Greater Rift Twenty Five, roughly equivalent to, and previous or prior, um, you know, Torment Five is three below that. Uh, the scaling is, you know, every three levels is a new difficulty le difficulty setting. 
Well, in patch 2.3, once you set it to Torment 7, it jumps by 5, and it goes from 25 to 30. And then Torment 8 is 35, Torment 9 is 40, and Torment 10 is 45. Roughly equivalent. Um, now, of course, this isn't roughly equivalent to what it is in live, because they've also adjusted monster damage beyond greater of 25 in patch 2.3. You know, greater of 40, you know, you, you might be just barely scraping at it, but then in patch 2.3, maybe you can do a 45. Who knows? I, I haven't actually um, pushed any greater rifts on the PTR, so I'm, I can't really comment on that. But um, that's what's been data mined. So out of the system files, that's what they're roughly equivalent to in patch 2.3. So Kurova sent us another tweet. This is in response to something that I said on episode 89. And Kurova says, That would be a change. At Nevik James plays softcore and I play hardcore. <laughs> He'd switch off. Yeah, because I toyed with the idea of doing softcore next season because maybe I wanted to, you know, push past, you know, Greater Rift 50 <laughs> and not have to worry about dying. Right, uh, right. And then Kurova tweeted, followed that up pretty quickly, and he said, Oh, tweeted too early. Hardcore for life wins. No softcore for at Nevik James. Aww. Yep, that's right. In the span of an episode, I went from maybe playing softcore in, in season four to, nope, stick in hardcore. Hardcore yeah. for life. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be playing hardcore in season four because I switch off every other one. Yeah. So I was playing, I'm playing softcore now, so season four will be hardcore. I yep. don't know what class yet, but I got that far. Well, let's see. So far you've done, what, Demon Hunter, Barbarian, Crusader. Right. And, and so that means you're probably looking at... Monk, wizard, or witch doctor. Right. Um, right. And I well, have a witch doctor that I started that's hardcore. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. I think she's like level 20 something or somewhere around there. Um, so I kind of have one, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm not. I, I, I don't have a lot of experience with either the monk or the wizard. I've got a wizard that's level 60. And that's the farthest I've gotten with one. And th I think the farthest I've gotten with the monk is when I died at level eight, that one event I was talking about earlier. <laughs> you know, yeah. I really haven't played beyond that. So it's going to be new well, no matter what I do. I, you, you know, I, I love both the monk and the wizard, although the monk is definitely the master class here. Um, <laughs> so my, my vote would be monk, but um, I, I would say wizard's not a bad choice either. And we, we know that the puke doctor, you know, don't do that. Well, I have one. So if I'm going to play hardcore, I already have a hardcore witch doctor that's still there. I haven't killed off yet, um, which is how I look at hardcore characters, you know? Um, so why not pick something that I don't have in hardcore at all, you know? And uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those two. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know what? I think we have a question for the next show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, our last tweet, which just came to us, uh, you know, a scant 39 minutes ago while we were recording the show, was also from Corentis Relic, and he says, At Shattered Stone, I just pushed too far, too fast, and lost another hardcore. Oh, I need to stop this. Hashtag regret. Oh, man, Aww. that's three... That's three lost hardcore characters in one week. Oh, my goodness, Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Oh, man. Oh. Oh man, deepest sympathies. Mm -hmm. Rest in pepperonis. Hop yeah. back on that horse. You'll—it's you—you've started doing hardcore. It's a part of you now. Just just accept it and, and realize hardcore for life. 
Ah, uh, so yes, we had a question in the show which I threw out just today, as I teased in episode eighty-nine when I said that yeah, you know, typically when the question of the show goes out, that's the day of the show. <laughs> and true to form, here we are. Tweeted just went out today, so we didn't get a whole lot of responses. But the question was, what do you think of the coming editions of Torment seven through ten? And Jen, why don't you read the three responses that we got? Okay, so we got three responses, even though it was just, you know, the question was just sent out shortly. But we got three. That's pretty good. The first one is from Gor- Gorgonzer. Gorgonzer? I-, I hope I'm not totally massacring that. Um, who says the added drop rate and XP boost will help a lot. Even with only three ancients, I face roll T6. T8 was easy on PTR with the same tune. So it sounds like Gor- Gorgonzer. This person who's doing my kid, Gorgonzer, is ready for this. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the next one is from at hometown hero zero zero eight, who says, "Sounds like a good direction." With the power creep slash power arms race created with the new sets <laughs> and cube, it's necessary. Uh, I just love the idea that it's an arms race now. That's- yeah, that's an interesting viewpoint right there. <laughs> but yeah, the power creep is definitely real. Oh my goodness! So. So he sounds like he's approving of it. At least, yep. right? And then we have one from at Josuki's Hair who says, I can't wait, even if only a few of my characters are T6 viable. Hashtag oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hashtag oops would be what I'd be saying if or typing yeah. on Twitter if I jumped into T6 with my crusader right now. <laughs> oops, no. <Mm-mm. laughs> yeah. You know, it would be interesting, although I think this is very foolhardy, especially in hardcore. With the addition of the Kanai's Cube, you can... You can make a whole bunch of leveling gear just with, uh, although you have to level up a bunch, <laughs> a bunch of the gem of ease, um, because you stick a, le- uh, a legendary item along with a rank 25 gem of ease, and then that removes the level requirement. So then you can equip it at level one. So you know, for the super dedicated who really want a full set of you know ancient legendary gear. Um, to start off at level one, <laughs> maybe you could do torment one or torment ten and level. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be like interesting. I said, probably, probably a little foolhardy though. Maybe it'd be exciting. <laughs> maybe <Yeah. But laughs> might be short lived, but yeah. It should make you know if you need to level up a backup character, it should make it even even less of an issue. So, and then of course I know that Lantonio will be like, hey, hey Nevik, can can you? Can you level me up to 70 real quick? Be like, what? You're not doing Torment 10? Come on, man. Come on. I know. Now you get picked. Now I, now I can feel even worse that I can't get into T6, right? Because it'll be T10, you know? I wonder if it'll be halfway. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the one thing that I wasn't looking forward to with, uh, you know, jumping the Torment levels all the way up to 10 was now, now it's going to feel even more like if you can't run Torment 10 and face roll it, you're not playing the game the right way or something like that. Um, it's totally not how it really will be, but I... I think there will be some people that hold that viewpoint, you know? I think there will be some people who are face-rolling T10 that, um, like, shortly after it's dropped into the game, that'll be like, you know, what's wrong with you? You can't get there. You can't face-roll it, you know? But, um, I don't know. I don't think there's really a wrong way to play the game. You know? But I tend to think of that with pretty much every video game. I just kind of do whatever the heck I want. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, the important thing is, if you're having fun, then... Mm-hmm. Then you're doing it the right way. Yeah, I mean, that's usually what I do anyhow, but 
Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I think when I started this season, I thought, all right, I got a Crusader. I'm going to see how far I can get with greater rifts and with, you know, torment levels and all that. And I'm like, not really any farther than my Barbarian. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. And next season, it'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, T10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my I think the one worry that I had was um, it it would create this mentality of you know if if the build's not torment ten viable then then it's not it's not worthy of your time and I you know and people torment do that now six, with they do it yeah. now with T six I mean like I know season one I had a barbarian that had like an army with him you know he had the sword right. that spawns the demon I think it's Maximus and he had um, he had uh, something else and he had like uh, oh he had the ancients he had um, the gear set that gives you uh, ancients that lasted like darn near forever you know mm -hmm. and so I mean he had you know, and he brought the crusader with him and I actually did get that um, crusader thing you're looking for I had it in season one so I, I still have it somewhere just down in my seasonal character that I'm playing now but um, so I had like an army you know and I don't think I could get that past T3 but it was so much fun yeah yeah so the one thing is the Knight's Cube and all the power creep, that will definitely help um, boost you up to, you know, making Torment 6 a little more of a, you know, something that you can reach. And then Torment 7, you know, with that jump, it's it's going to probably take a few people, you know, um, by surprise when they do bump up the difficulty past Torment 6 and they'll be like, oh, whoa, this is, this is actually harder than I expected. Um, because, you know, it, it does jump the the scaling quite a bit more than going from torrent one to torrent six so that's one thing to be mindful of especially if you're playing hardcore and you know um but i know there's people out there like our good friend jh you know um torment 10 won't be an issue for him because he's consistently running greater of 50 and higher so you know doing so torment he'll be 10, fine yeah he'll yeah, do just fine doing torment 10 will be fine for him and but it will allow him to do something other than greater rifts to get that experience per minute you know to boost it up so it, so you're not always having to do greater rifts so that's the one nice thing that's the one thing i think that made it a little more palatable for me is realizing that yeah you know it kind of does stink that I, i've gotten to a point where doing torment six is not good experience for me it just it it's starting to slow down and like the sweet spot at least for my monk right now is you know greater rift 35 so that means i have to do greater rift 35 in order to get you know that sweet experience but uh, in tor in patch 2.3 i can do just you know torment 8 and and get that so yeah it's one thing it's one thing that that i can benefit out of it so so you can essentially get the power of the rift that you're comfortable with and play you could even play like the story mode and have that same yep. level kind of going on. Yeah, you can do bounties. You, mm -hmm. you, know, you can do ubers. You, you wouldn't it, just be it, stuck to refs or greater refs. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it it opens up a little bit more stuff for you to do, and it does give you benefits, you know, for being able to, you know, get past format six. So, but no longer will I be able to, you know, do. It, it won't be like anytime soon where torment ten is. Uh, you know, running Torment 10 while watching something on Netflix. Nope. Oh, <laughs> no. Be doing that. Not <laughs> I don't think board. anyone should be doing that right away. You know, I'm going to really yeah. question someone that can do that right away, except maybe, maybe I won't question Jage. You know, <laughs> I think he could probably no. do that. But um, I don't know. 
I don't know. But Jitch, Jitch doesn't really play seasons. He he may play seasons just long enough to get all the uh, the seasonal you know items that you can get out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which speaking of, um, I haven't really been able to explore it too much, but um, I'm looking forward to the new um, what did they call it in the preview? Uh, the seasonal journey. That that's what it was called. The journey system, um, where you you it gives you you know things to do, oh. and then and I think there's quote-unquote four chapters to the journey book or whatever and like the first one is like you know do five bounties you know um clear something um enchant your first item something like that you know stuff like that oh cool okay more stuff to do yeah so it it's kind of like it's kind of replacing you know getting all those seasonal uh seasonal achievements that we used to get and Mm -hmm. then they stripped out of the game because they were all redundant they kind of were yeah but they were fun yeah (laughs) So now, now it gives you a little more drive to keep playing, and you know, be like, ah, oh, kind of burned out on doing greater rifts. Um, oh, let let me see what I can do to make progress on my journal book. And there, there are you know, there are cosmetic item rewards for you for doing. And that'll, it. that'll be a seasonal thing, or yes, okay, just just seasons. seasonal. All right, so that'll make it more interesting because I'm getting yep. tired. I of can already rifts, hear the outcry. You know? <laughs> I can hear the outcry from the forums. Come on, Blizzard, what about us non-season players? It's like, well, well... get into season. You can, like, you know, get through some of that stuff probably quicker than me and then go back to your non-season, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They gotta do but something. I, I look forward to it. I think it'll be um, good. I think... I, I'm not sure what... They data mind. like, uh... You, you're speaking of the Diablo banner that you got from getting mm-hmm. 100 achievement points. Right, yeah. Um, Well, they're adding banners for each class Ooh, so fun. I don't know if that's going to be something like uh, hit level 70 with each character to get that banner but that will be fun too I look forward to that um, although just because it was data mine doesn't mean that it's actually going to end up in the live version because uh, you know back in back when patch 2.2 was on the PTR uh, they data mined those cursed realms which mm-hmm. never came to be Right. and there are still hooks in the game or at least on the PTR server for those cursed realms but uh Nevelis this came out and said no 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 those aren't coming <laughs> you know data mining you know be careful with your data mining because there's you know there's legacy legacy stuff that's in there that maybe we were working on but didn't quite you know didn't quite get to the level where we wanted it so, but didn't remove it you know for whatever reason so those right. hooks are still in the game so. so i mean maybe they'll appear someday but yep you know Maybe why pull extension. why pull out the uh, the structure if you're just kind of still tweaking it and it's almost there you know I could see that but yeah. that doesn't mean it's going to be here right now you know right mm-hmm. so yeah I it would, oh it would just be so much fun to run around as a monk with a monk banner oh I look forward to it <laughs> I like or the banners. a wizard I think cool. with a monk banner or a bard or whatever. with a monk banner oh you know, I see just with a monk banner, monk banner. yeah yeah <laughs> I like the one they have in season three and I think the reason I really like it is I can find my crusader in the middle of the mob because she's got the banner uh, over her head yeah. I'm like there she is okay you know yeah yeah if you play if you play a monk in season four that might help you keep track of your monk so. maybe yeah because you if, should if still have access to it even uh well at least with the Diablo banner you should still have access to that in season four. So, really? Yes, because I think all those cosmetic things—they—they they are account wide. Um, oh, okay. So your non-seasonal characters can pick that up as well after yeah. this season ends. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That might be helpful then. 
But it does mean you still have to do the seasonal stuff in order to unlock it for your non-season. So it doesn't mean you have to wait until the rollover happens. But yeah, at, oh, I, I just I can't wait. Can't wait for patch 2.3. Yeah, Is it that'll be yet? fun. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. I hope so. But uh, yeah. So before we jump into the news, because uh, unfortunately this is one of those rare weeks where we didn't get an email, not even a single one, I did want to mention our Patreon campaign, which we're running. Uh, You can help support the show. All you have to do is, um, well, you can become a patron just by going to patreon.com slash soulstone and making a monthly pledge. Um, Each and every pledge that we receive helps immensely you you don't know folks and we we are so humbled by all of the patrons that we already have so go to patreon.com slash soulstone if you want to become a patron of the show of the show so like i said we didn't get any emails but i did want to you know remind people we do have an email show at shatteredsoulstone.com you can send in your letters or even an audio I know that LeBlue is quite um, verbose, so he mm-hmm. likes to send in audios. Yeah. So um, if you have a lot to say, maybe you want to do it in audio. I don't know. And don't don't be afraid. Even if you think you sound terrible, you probably don't. In fact, I would I would venture a guess, unless you're stammering through the entire thing, you don't sound horrible. So send it in. You know? Yeah. It it might don't be weird to it. hear your voice on a podcast. Oh, it probably will be. I think most people that uh, haven't been recording their voice and hearing it back in editing or hearing it back when you listen to your show again um, probably haven't heard what their voice sounds like outside of their own head, you know? Right. So your voice is going to sound different to you when you record it for the first time and listen to it for the first time. Um, It's pretty much what everybody else hears, and it takes a while to get used to it for the most part yeah. you know you kind of go that's not me but it is and uh you just adjust after a while and it'll be fine so if you are someone who's never recorded their voice and sent it into a podcast before and you record something and you hear it back and you're like oh i'm really uncomfortable i don't like the way my voice sounds trust us your voice is fine send it in yeah. it'll be great yeah because i mean i don't have the greatest radio voice <laughs> and i still do a podcast so i mean it doesn't matter um Actually, there's, you know there's what? a lot of people that have scratchy voices or whatever. Now, I'm not saying yours are scratchy, but I'm thinking like Mark right. Mark Marin recently. Um, he does a podcast called WTF, and he recently interviewed President Obama. So I listened to a show because of that. I didn't know how, about him before this, and uh, Mark Marin's voice is very scratchy. You know, oh, I didn't know and that. it's 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 you can hear him. He's clear. Um, you know, and and uh, he's you know. You can understand what he's saying. He's got some good points. I haven't listened to... Uh, I listened to two of his shows, and that's all, so I don't know about all of his work. But um, I wouldn't say... I mean, he's been on the radio and stuff like that, but he doesn't have one of these, like, smooth radio announcer voice, you know, voices. Right. And his podcast is one of the most popular there is right now. Yeah, so... So it's not all about your voice. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's about your content, or even... Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, exactly. Not, not necessarily content, even. Just your passion. Um, if you're passionate about something people will listen to you so mm-hmm. you know people of like mine tend to flock together so um yeah in fact i would say if you did start sending in audio segments you know just maybe even try doing a podcast we'll help yeah. you promote it oh yeah totally mm-hmm. because we could really use some more diablo podcasts i mean you look at world of warcraft and heroes of the storm you're like there's so or many hearthstone hearthstone's like, oh, got a lot i would never have guessed that hearthstone have so many podcasts because I yeah. think I don't understand enough about the game to 
to know what they'd have to talk about, but clearly there's a lot <laughs> that I just don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we we need more we need more Diablo voices out there. You know, we need to represent our game. So we we all need to step our game up or something. Yeah, I guess, you know, get more people in. It's always more fun when there's a bigger community of podcasters about the same game that you like, you know, that we like, that we all like, everyone listening likes, you know. Um, so that's good. And if you start one and you don't know what you're doing, get a friend and you can fail together and it's a lot more fun. <laughs> and yeah. then you'll get better, you know. <laughs> and it'll be yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, nobody has a great first episode. Mm -mm. So. No, so nobody does. Don't even worry about that. Especially when you're first starting out and you first get in front of that mic and you're like, um, people are listening to me now. What do I say? You know? Yeah. Just do it. it does, Just do it. Yeah, it does help um, if you've done another podcast in the past like I did. And right. Jen, you know, Jen does her I've own been, podcast. I've been podcasting since 2005 in various yeah. formats. And I'm currently, there was a time where I was doing four podcasts like oh, every week goodness, or every other lot. week. Yeah, I was, and I kind of couldn't. Um, so right now I'm only doing two. No, I'm doing three. Yeah. I'm doing three. Oh, <laughs> so. yes, that's right. But, uh, yeah, I, seriously, folks, if, if, you have, if you have the passion, if you have a lot to talk about, do a podcast, mm -hmm. and we'll help you promote it. We'll help, you, we'll help support it. And uh, because I, you know, when I tend to listen to podcasts about a specific game, like I listen to here, I listen to a couple Heroes of the Storm podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's like if I'm playing Diablo, but listening to a Heroes of the Storm podcast, I go, eh, maybe I want to go play Heroes of the Storm. Mm -hmm. So if we had more Diablo podcasts, I would be more inclined because right now I'm kind of, you know, it's we're it's the middle of the summer, right. and we're, we're, it's like the middle of patch, you know, season three, and I still haven't found an enchanting favor, so I'm kind of burned out. <laughs> So you could you would play more if you had more Diablo podcasts to, to yep, listen to exactly. while you were playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and please help me because I'm playing way too much Civ Five. Help me! Oh no, <laughs> that game! Oh my goodness! Yes, oh that game! One more churn. Uh, but okay, so we have no <laughs> emails, unfortunately. No emails, right? Not this time. Maybe next time. Yeah. So Funktropus, you failed us. I'm calling you out. <laughs> Aww. Actually, that's not fair. He sent in an email for like the past, I don't know, 10, 12 shows, something like that. And so he's allowed a break. I mean, we took a break last week, or not last week, the week prior, July 4th week. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that was, yeah. Well, if you listen to 89, you already know why. But, uh, yeah. On the Diablo front, other than that they're looking into the PTR and what's the disconnect issues, which tend seem to be season related um we have not a whole lot um but we do have three builds that have been posted up that we're going to highlight the first was uh vash's chain lightning demon hunter this was the player way thursday the most recent one up on the diablo 3 site and it looks like a lot of fun uh i've been playing a little bit more demon hunter than i used to so Demon hunters can, are fun. Yeah. So you can <laughs> yeah. check that out. And then we also have a pair of the hammered in <laughs> um, builds for the Crusader because uh, Blessed Hammer is going to become a viable build, most likely in patch 2.3. So we have one from Tryhard Gaming, and his build that he put together is definitely Greater Rift 50 and above viable. Wow. On the PTR. 
And then Leviathan, uh, formerly of Westmarch Workshop, which, shout out to Leviathan, he's still super awesome, and I miss his voice. I miss you, Leviathan. Um, his Hammer Spammer Crusader, you can go check that out. Uh, this was a preliminary uh, build that he did. Uh, I think it was like maybe the first, one of the first few nights he put this together when the PTR went up live. So oh, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure he will put together a more detailed and or tweaked version once he um, irons out some of the kinks and you know optimizes the build and the gear and the items and everything. So um, you can go check that out. And that's pretty much all the news that we got. Yeah, not a lot. It sounds like the Crusader is going to be the thing for the next season. Well, maybe. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of Hammerdin folks out there that, you know, miss the the good old Hammerdin, the OP Hammerdin from Diablo 2, that may, you know, be back on the Crusader bandwagon because this season was definitely the season of the Barbarian. I would say that for sure. From the sounds like, of it, yeah. Every time I jump into a game with with you know our our friends from the from the community, it would always be like three barbarians and me as the monk. It'd be like, oh, <laughs> hi guys. Yeah. So, well, actually, that's not true. There was also still you know a good representation of demon hunters out there because they're still top dog in terms of overall DPS. They're so. a lot of fun. <laughs> but uh, on a more somber note, um, this is totally not Diablo related, but uh, I wanted to mention this because I'm sure he's had an impact on virtually everybody out there who's a gamer. Uh, Satoru Iwata, who was the president and CEO of Nintendo, passed away on Saturday the 11th. Um, so, gonna miss him. I'm yeah, actually kind of tearing up right it's, now. Yeah, it's everyone's. My goodness. If you've played Nintendo games, like, ever, and, like, as old as I am, I've been playing since the original Nintendo, you know, and yep. all that, and, um, you know, a big chunk of my gaming experience in childhood was Nintendo games, you know? And it's just kind of like, ah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, a lot of president and CEOs of corporations, you know, they're... They're they're in it for the money, you know. Mm-hmm. Typically, you know, right. capitalism and everything. Right. But Iwata, he was he, he was one of those rare president and CEOs um, who climbed his way up. He was a programmer originally, and some of the programming that he did was amazing. There's some amazing stuff that uh, I've seen posted on the, on the on Twitter and even on Reddit and stuff like that about the stuff that he that he did while he was still programmer and everything. So this guy was you know no slouch, and his credo was if you're not having fun then what's the point so i mean like he really took that to heart and they tried to make sure that you know nintendo games you know they have that nintendo polish and that nintendo fun built into them so he will be missed but never forgotten right he had a huge impact on just so many people i mean so many people know his name and know who he is and love what he did like people he you know had never met you know, all across the world, and that's huge. Yeah, it's oh man, and you know, Miyamoto's getting up there in age. It's like oh, it's gonna oh that's that's also gonna be a hard day. Hopefully not not anytime soon. But oh yeah, Iwata was an icon of the industry. So right, and all over social media, at least Twitter anyway, there was yeah. just all these like, you just see something about it again and you cry. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
So I'm sorry, folks. I I hate to almost end the show on a down note, but I before moving into other games and entertainment, I figured you know this would be the most uh, you know the most appropriate time to bring it up. So. <sighs> so go play listen. a Nintendo game, or watch someone play, or I don't know, write something about your experience or something like that, and uh, move on. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to be naming my season four monk Iwata. So, oh, that's honor. a good choice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Let's try to pull the show back up. <laughs> I <laughs> Sorry, binge watched. <laughs> yeah, I binge watched a, an entire television show in one night. <laughs> oh my the other gosh! Night. I, I've never yeah, done that. I was, well, fortunately for me, it was only six episodes, so it wasn't like you know a thirteen or twenty episode investment. Right. But uh, I watched Ascension. The premise sounded really cool. I I can't really go in too much into it without spoiling a pretty big. Um, uh, well, I don't even want. Yeah, you'll just have to watch it for yourself. But the premise is um, in 1963, uh, President Kennedy uh, uh, and I forget. Oh my goodness. I binged watched it, but I didn't retain the name of the other guy who was involved with it. Um, obviously, you know, this is fictional and stuff, but uh, they started a program to ensure the survival of the human race. So they created a spaceship that would be on a one-way trip that would take 100 years to get to a planet in the Alpha Centauri system. So the idea was, you know, they would populate the ship, and then the grandchildren of the people who left would be the people who arrive at the planet. So, oh, okay. All right. It so, sounds interesting. Yeah, a very interesting premise. And yeah, I watched all six episodes in one night. And wow. I think that meant I went to bed at five o'clock in the morning. Because I okay. started watching that at around 11. Not the best idea. Not the <laughs> but, best uh, idea. Well, depending on what you had to do that day, really, you know? Yeah, but that just goes to show that it hooked me and kept me going through. Um, bad news is that uh, this television show aired originally on sci-fi and uh didn't get good ratings so season two got canceled oh. but you can find it on netflix and maybe if enough of us watch it maybe netflix may try to buy the rights and do ascension season two that would be know, cool yeah because that seems to be the, the way of things Oh, and then there was a big old troll on the internet where um, maybe Firefly was, uh, you know, maybe that would be coming back. It isn't. No, it's it's not. Um, sadly, you know, I've yep. I've heard it said that the only way that that show could ever maybe possibly one day come back for another season was if they did it in animation and had all the voice actors that were the original characters. You know? Oh, that would not And be that good. would just be so hard to do, you know? Yeah. Oh, you gotta love companies that... It just seems like sci-fi with an interesting twist just doesn't fly anymore. I mean, like, even Star Trek didn't get good mm -hmm. ratings. You know, um, Enterprise didn't do all that well. Right, it's just, right. It's kind of a bummer because that's, like, one of my favorite uh, genres of television is sci-fi. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That, I don't know. I don't know why that happens, but maybe there's not enough of us that are into it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No idea. Yeah, I'm. I'm still waiting for Stargate Universe to um, be resurrected because that was. Um, I would almost well, maybe not 
my favorite television show of all time, but pretty close. Amazing two seasons of that of that show. And bummed that it didn't get picked up for a third season. I've seen a little bit of Stargate. I don't think I've seen anything in order. And um, generally had no idea what was going on, but it looked like it'd be interesting if I ever sat down to actually sort through that, you know? Yeah, I never got into all the other Stargate television series. Well, I don't universe, even know which one I was watching. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, maybe that's there, why I don't know There's what was so going many on. of them. There's like <laughs> uh, SG-1, there's Stargate Atlantis, um... There's just, like, Stargate, I think, just the regular television show. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much Stargate television that you can watch. But wow. Stargate Universe, for whatever reason, hooked me like none of the other ones did because it it was a little more drama, a little more focused on the characters. It was almost like, um, you know, Battlestar Galactica, uh, the revised um, television series where it was, like, it was drama with a sci-fi, sci-fi background. Kind of like, you know, almost like Walking Dead is more drama okay. than it is horror you know mm-hmm. zombie horror i gotta get back into mo- that i really do yeah. i watched season one and then i don't know what happened in between but i'm way behind and um season one was amazing season two yeah. kind of a kind of a letdown but uh this last season which i think was season five right yes uh because season six starts in october Is, right coming up mm-hmm. um yeah season five. Oh my goodness so good <laughs> So very good. I'll have to get back into that. Like I, I mean to. I just never get around to it. Um, and I don't. I don't binge watch anything because I want to be able to like sit and kind of think about the episode. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if people still do that or if they just binge watch now because they can. You know. I mean, if if I grew up now instead of when I grew up, you know, where you could get all of these season, the entire season on demand in one night, um, maybe I would be doing that and feeling like that was normal you know but for me it's I know. not it's yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah it's this on-demand culture that's developed in our society you know um television shows that you have to wait on a weekly basis don't do so well anymore no because... people get frustrated by it because they're not used to it you know and, yeah. and commercial breaks you know if you got too many commercials in something you're trying to watch online um it people get upset you yeah. know and because, I understand uh, that, you know, but... Netflix did an experiment. They did a television show called Between. But they, instead of allowing you to watch all six episodes all at once, they made you wait once a week. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of the commenters on on that show were like, screw you, Netflix. I don't like this. I want to just watch it all at once. <laughs> right. Because they're probably used to that format, you know? Yeah. I mean, why would you... Like, the only reason... You know, like you and I are thinking about, okay, you know, once a week doesn't sound so bad. It's because when we were kids, that's how that's the only thing you had. Yep. You know, it was once a week and it was half commercials, which you got up and walked away from the TV for and got a drink or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and, um, yeah exactly. Yeah, you know, and it, it's a little bit different. So I think I'm still kind of like, I'm not, you know, necessarily wanting to wait a week in between each episode and I don't miss the commercial breaks, but like I'm watching Orange is the New Black the new season and I'm mm-hmm. only a couple episodes in um, and like I could sit and watch the whole thing in one day if I wanted to but I kind of want to think about like wow okay all this stuff just happened what do I think is going to happen next you right. know that kind of thing and kind of fit in the pieces like okay this thing that happened that kind of answers this other question or whatever you know I, I like to think about it a little bit more and um, so I end up consuming media really really slow yeah. <laughs> but I'll get there you know I'll get there eventually it's not going yeah, anywhere. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's so interesting. Like, um, I mean, we're this we're on the verge of, you know, cable companies going under and mm-hmm. having to reinvent themselves. 
Um, And it's like a lot of them are trying to go with like this Netflix model because Netflix came in and, you know, just completely changed the landscape. And between Netflix and Hulu, it's like you can pretty much, you know, cut your ties with your cable company and still be able to watch all your television shows. And even the ones that you can't, you know, like, for example, like The Walking Dead. And Mm -hmm. because I don't I don't carry I I don't get any or any. Is it any? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Oh, my goodness. I'm blanking on the tele. AMC. There we go. Sorry, folks. I I know you're probably screaming at the top of your lungs. You're not (laughs) AMC. Dummy, but um, <laughs> uh, in order for me to watch season six, I'm gonna buy it on Amazon because that's how I watched season five because I cut down my cable. You know, mm-hmm. I, right. I cut it down to the basic, and that means I don't get those extended cable channels anymore. And that's you know when, when these television shows, for example, like Ascension, when they air on these television shows that are a part of extended cable bundles, of course they're not gonna pull in the ratings. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, unless if it's like something on HBO or Showtime, you know, it's or maybe even AMC because Walking Dead really did well for AMC, right? right. And turned yeah. turned uh, AMC into a bunch of jerks from the sounds of it, um, <laughs> corporate that is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like, but you know, it's more cost effective. You know, I, I can watch, I, I can you know spend forty five dollars for the entire season, and that's way cheaper than spending $120 every month, you know, just to carry right. a whole bunch of channels that I'm not going to watch ever. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not like you can pick and choose like a buffet, what you want to get and what you don't. Yep. Um, and I think the other factor is a lot of people are watching TV on their laptops and on their phones and things like that. Yep. And you can't get, like, if you purchase cable, it's on your TV and that's it. And your TV is in one spot and you can't exactly take it with you. You know? Yeah. But if you get Netflix, you could, like, watch it on your laptop as you go somewhere. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, I mean, I mean, the world is changing in that way. And, um... Yeah, it's like, what a time we live in. I know. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, there was one... Oh, yeah, I was going to mention Civ Five Because, yes, that game just... Oh. It, the one thing that I love about Civilization Five, and, and this was after watching, uh, uh, this one guy that I've been watching, BA Start Gaming on YouTube. I just I love the way that he intros each and every one of his videos. I, I wish more people did it like that. And it's just each game of Civilization V is unique in how the AI interacts with you, and you can create the, like these little mini stories as you're playing the game. I, I'm I'm not going to go too deep into this, but I was playing a game. I installed a mod called uh, Extended Eras, which extends the time that it takes to research technologies. If you've ever played Civ. Um, mm-hmm. That, and so it like takes thirty turns to learn something instead of six or ten or something like that. But then at a certain point, I'm like almost back at the point. It's like I haven't even reached one AD yet, and I'm already researching like artillery and stuff like that. Oh, so something wow. went a little awry. But in the meantime, like you set the game to historic, and that that's the whole reason why I'm like I'm so far advanced in technology, and. Uh, like, I started the game, I had uh, the Zulu tribe right next to me, I had Attila the Hun right above me, and then I had um, Austria, uh, Maria from Austria below me, and then I also had the Celts right next to me, and just this interesting, like, Austria declared war on me, so I, although I was, Attila the Hun was amassing a whole bunch of 
units at my northern border. So like I moved everything up to the north, and then I noticed that Austria, you know, denounced me and then declared war on me. So I had to move them all to the south. Meanwhile, I'm like worried. I was like, is Attila going to declare war on me? And then am I going to have a war on two fronts? And then I was, fortunately, he didn't. But then the Zulu and Attila the Hun declared war on the Celts, and I was like, no, no, oh, the Celts. No. They're- they're they're my buddies. So you needed like, them, yeah. You needed those I, guys. I was able to I was able to get Austria to peace you know, peace out with me, so then I went to go try to save the Kilts, um, and liberate their capital, which I was able to do. And but I was only at war with the Zulu because the Zulu declared war on me. And I was like, Oh god, oh this is great. So I was like <laughs> I was pushing back the Zulu, but Attila's forces were like being jerks and being in all the hexes that I needed to be in. So I'm like I was like, I went to uh, the Celts leader. I was like, do you want me to declare war on, on Attila? And he was like, oh, we'd be internally grateful. I was like, all right, let's do it. And so I, I did it. And then I pushed back Attila. I took his capital. And oh, then the wow. Zulu de- declared war on me again. But they were also at war with the Celts. And I wasn't able to save the, save the Celts. And it was very sad. Oh, wow. Like, oh. Okay. But, you know, it's just the storyline is different in every game. It's uh, so much fun so much fun and also so much time sync oh my goodness but oh uh, yeah well that's always been that game's always been that way yep, you know? that game's always been that from you the know, beginning one, yeah. one more turn you know anybody who's turn. ever played Civ mm-hmm. knows exactly what that means so yeah uh, yeah but, uh, so, so that's a other lot. than orange is the new black have you been doing anything else or playing anything else i've I mean, been playing um a little bit of hearthstone i've been doing some of those tavern brawl things that they've done. Oh yeah, I've heard about those. I yeah, they're kind of fun. Them. They're kind of fun. They last like a couple of days and you go in, you have to have at least one of your decks to 20. It doesn't matter which one oh. or you can't join in. And um, it doesn't matter which deck at all, but you can totally mm-hmm. do it. And there's different rules every time. Like the first one I went in, they had two uh, NPCs and you were randomly assigned one or the other. And the deck was already yeah, made for like, you. What, you know? Nefarian versus Ragnaros. Yeah, and Ragnaros, yeah, it was that one. I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I got in, and the first guy that I played quit the first instant he could, you know? And, Probably um, because he got Ragnaros and you were Nefarian. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I've, I don't know, I played a few rounds of that, and I couldn't win no matter what I did, which is kind of how it goes in Hearthstone for me. But um, they've been giving people a free pack of cards for their first win in some of these tavern brawls. And I don't know how many people know that. So you go in, you win a game, you get a pack. It's the classic pack. Um, It's not the gnomes versus goblin, but you know, I've been getting some interesting stuff out of that. And then um, there was another brawl that was like, uh, I don't know if they were calling it the banana brawl or something. And (laughs) um, yeah. And I remember I read on blizzard watch, Maticus wrote this really funny, like full of puns and humor thing about the banana brawl is really entertaining. Um, but you go into that one and you, you can select what deck you want to use. And I don't remember, like, I think it pulled in your regular, like whatever deck you had, like your actual deck, but then it gave you, um, you'd randomly get these banana cards. So some, (laughs) your opponent kills one of your minions and this banana card appears and it does one of a couple of things. Like one was, you know, make a minion plus one, plus one or plus two, plus two or do one Mm -hmm. point of damage, you know. And so like it totally reversed the way you play because normally, you know, you want to kill off those minions that other guys got so that they can't attack you. But if you did that in this game, you're giving him all this advantage because you're giving him all these banana cards. And it was um, it was really fun to play that one. And they did one with spiders just recently 
and uh, no matter what deck you chose, um, a lot of I think they replaced like most of your minions with like one one spiders. Oh, you right. know, and then when mm -hmm. your opponent killed one of those, you would get a, a, a random minion from a select set that they attached to this that was much better than a one-one spider. So it's like it's always changing, and um, it's kind of fun. And again, so far with those three, your first win, just one win, and you get a free pack of cards. So yes. they're trying to get people in. I don't know if they're still doing that. I haven't looked to see if there's another tavern brawl. I just haven't been in the game yet for that. Um, haven't got in to try to get the uh, card back either. I usually try. Um, haven't done it yet. I played... Uh, oh, what did I play? I played Heroes long enough to get into the um, the uh, Battleground. That's the Diablo-looking you know, Battleground. Yeah, Battlefields of Eternity. Battleground. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I only did it once because I didn't have a lot of time, but it was fun. And uh, chased around the treasure goblin was kind of fun at the beginning and and oh, all yeah, that yeah. you get a quest for that and you gotta go chase treasure goblin it's like okay this is yep. kind of like day three that's kind of what i want you know yeah <laughs> I mean, and decker kane was like oh hello there yeah oh, and i was like oh my god it's decker kane that was so cool you know yeah and that um, happens anytime there's a treasure goblin in your game and that happens um anytime somebody in the game has the quest for it and that's a once a day quest oh that's awesome yeah, I'll, I'll try to get back in, because it was a lot of fun. And I was playing uh, Diablo uh, with the Kajo Diablo. You know, looks like Godzilla in there, so it's just kind of fun. Um, and I always play, like, I play against the AI. I play with the AI so that I can screw it up and no one cares, you know? But, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, really, you know? I'm not ruining anybody else's time if I lose again or do something dumb or... I you, don't know. You mean you weren't, like, the person who uh, is playing on Rainer and then just tower dives, and you're like... And then they die, and you're like... What? What? Why? Why did you yeah. just do that? <laughs> and, and then it's like, I, I try to recall like the very first time I ever played Heroes at BlizzCon. Mm -hmm. And I did the exact same thing that that Rainer did. So, so he was like... new, you know, is what it was. And yeah. But I don't know. I think I tend to go into almost every video game that I play. I go in and I'm like, what does this do? You know? Yep. <laughs> so I just go do stuff and you end up, you know, failing miserably because you don't know what it is you're doing, but it's fun, you know. Yeah. So I did that. Oh. I'll have to get back in there. And um, oh, Jen. the old yeah. Um next time you do hop into Heroes, uh there uh -huh. is a little um Easter egg on the uh main screen. Uh when first of all you can click on the butcher and he'll okay. say something. Or okay. make, make a you know, grumbling noise or whatever. Mm -hmm. But occasionally a meteor will fall from the sky. And then at, at a very specific, well, I think it's specific, but there might, it might be like a little range. When the meteor hits a certain spot on the sky, it will, like a little flash will occur. If you click on the meteor when that flash occurs, a treasure goblin will fall out of the sky. <laughs> like a portal will open up, a treasure goblin will come out, and then it'll be like, ah, and then fall. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. I'll have to try that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I wonder if there's anything else. Like, you know, maybe while the treasure goblin's falling, you click on him. Maybe he doesn't fall or something like that. No. Yeah. So I'll have to try that because I love checking out those kinds of things. You know, just see what they do. That's awesome. Yeah. And the only other game I've been playing, it's like not Blizzard at all. It's this little app game, and it's Japanese. So I have no idea what the name of this game is because it's in Japanese. But it's these little cats, right? And okay. you have this little this little garden, and you put out like food and little things for them to play with, like little boxes and little balls or whatever. And then you you leave it alone, and you come back like an hour or something later, and you check to see if you have any cats in your garden. And 
there's different ones and you can name them and they do different things and it's like it sounds really boring and stupid but it's somehow entertaining as hell i mean i don't know why it just is you don't level anything you don't you know uh get any special gear there's no there's not really much loot to speak of in this um it's just little cats <laughs> i don't even that's, know why i like it cool. but yeah and i got it um i was on tumblr and a bunch of people on tumblr um i follow a lot of people who are just as sick as me for different reasons like like, and like physically before anybody mm-hmm. interprets that wrong um because it's tumblr um <laughs> you know people that have severe health problems and uh they liked they were all talking about this game because they felt like it was relaxing and it was something easy you can do when you're you have to like chill out for a while because you're too sick right. to do anything um and so i thought well, okay i'll try that and it's just so much fun you know yeah, it's well, almost you know, motivating. Like I'll start, like I'll have to write something for work, and I'll get done. And I'll be like, let's see if there's any cats, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fun. That though. that reminds me. Um, we, I want to give a huge uh, congratulations and and glad to hear it that uh, Lieutenant Lunatic he is cancer free. He he has been battling cancer, and he um, finally went through his last rounds of chemo, and he went in for a checkup, and everything's benign now. So, oh, yay! Good. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So very good I'm, news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great news. I'm I'm so happy. So, and uh, I, Jen, I don't know if you knew, but Lieutenant Lunatic became the new co-host of the West March Workshop. Ah, okay. So. No, I hadn't caught that, but um, I'm like I'm way behind on a lot of media, you know. Yeah. But um, hey, you know, just being cancer-free is a huge achievement, right there. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So good job on kicking cancer's ass. Yes, absolutely. So. Yeah. So I guess that's pretty much it. Oh, I was going to say that um, they're um, talking about that cat app, and that reminded mm-hmm. me of there's a cat cafe in Oakland that. My, my, I may take my family to because my daughter just absolutely adores cats. I mean, absolutely adores them. <laughs> Aw, you're gonna end up with a cat at some point, aren't you? Well, we already have two cats. Oh, but, okay. Uh, so it's not like she doesn't have a cat, but um, right, yeah. But they're outdoor cats. We, we, we made them outdoor cats because okay, they just shed way too much, and even with constant grooming, just mm-hmm. hair everywhere. <laughs> Well, whatever works, you know. But she'd yeah. probably get a kick out of the cat cafe then. Yep. I like the idea yeah, of go those there things. And just pet them and give mm-hmm. them milk and it's just you know stress relief. Yeah. I hear it is. It wouldn't be for me because um, I'm right. really allergic. But um, I could go in like on a ton of you know antihistamines and other drugs and last Still for not be ten minutes. Yeah. No, it would just temporarily. Uh, sort of per, it would it'd be delayed yeah it'd be i yeah. would be really sick later anyway um i wouldn't be like hospitalized i'd just be miserable and going why did i do that you know yeah but exactly. yeah but i like the idea that those things exist yep yeah and then i figured since if we were going to go to oakland they would go to the uh i think it was i'm not sure if it's the original but uh there's a two-story Chuck E. cheese in uh um san jose where oh, wow where i used to used to go to all the time because I grew up in San Jose and uh, they they used to have animatronics in all their different rooms like throughout the two story like they used to have themed rooms like they used to have an Elvis room which was my favorite oh wow but, um, as with everything you know they had to scale back and they only have the animatronics in the main room now which is kind of a bummer but still two story Chuck E. Cheese you know you don't find right, too many of those yeah. anymore because I've uh, never even heard of have, one 
Yeah, the one that we have by us, there's a couple, and they're just one story, and it's like just too much stuff crammed in too little of a space, and it's mm-hmm. just, it's not a good feeling. Like you, a place like that needs to be large so that kids can run around mm-hmm. and allow kids to be kids, because when you shove them into a very small space, there's not enough room for them to run around and for you to also be there to you know, like if you have a toddler or a young child, you know, to you know be by them so that they don't get lost. Right. But, right. Yeah. There's yeah, all those difficulties. So. And wow, we've totally drifted away from even games, <laughs> so maybe we should end the show. Well, well, there's games at Chuck E. Cheese, so yeah. maybe, but yeah. Which reminds me, Evo is this upcoming weekend. Hopefully we get this show out in time for that. Uh, that way, if anybody who's a fighting game fan, oh my goodness, biggest fighting game tournament in the world. It's held in, I think, the, yeah, in Las Vegas. And, um, yeah, I, I can't wait. Is that I'm something sure you good... can view online? Or yes. Like... It, yes? Okay. Absolutely free. Um, they'll be streaming it on Twitch, of course. Um, mm-hmm. You can uh, uh, buy a pass, which will give you... Um, I don't know if it like gives you a priority uh, connection to their stream, but it allows you to stream it in a higher definition. So. Okay. But That's I've cool. never had a problem watching it in just, you know, what you can watch for free. But, oh my right, goodness. Right, right, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for the Street Fighter 4 tournament. Oh, so excited. It's been so long since I played any of those kinds of games. Yeah. I'm going to look at so, them and be like, oh, that's new. So, anyway. Yeah, so that's happening <laughs> this weekend on mm-hmm. the, what, the 18th and 19th. Actually, there were so many entrants into the Street Fighter 4 tournament, they're already having to do the preliminary rounds, like just the round robin stuff and they're having to they started it yesterday <laughs> like oh, somebody wow. who's uh one of the co-organizers or um of the show um she had to set up she gave up her living room and they had like 12 stations on all these tables and oh, like wow. people were just playing street fighter because there was like almost 3,000 entrants into this competition so oh, they gotta narrow that down somehow yeah yeah yeah, they they have to narrow it down because otherwise, there's just no way. It'd be like a month of trying to get through, you know. Yeah. It'd be like so a that's... like a season of like a, a physical sport, just trying to get through all of those people. You know how long it would yep. take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and since you're about to robot again, I think I shall close out the show. Because we, robot Jen, even though it's fun, it's you know, it's frustrating for Jen. <laughs> I, I don't think you're roboting too hard right now, so I don't hear the I don't clicks. Know. Oh, no there clicks. they are. Okay, uh, well, but there, it's yeah. it's not deteriorating too fast. So, you have been listening to episode ninety. My goodness, that's a big number of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you have missed an episode, you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives over at shatteredsoulstone.com. If you want to join us in game, join our in-game community, aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post up short missives up on the community board and join the chat channel to talk with other folks from the community in-game. And I actually did want to uh, add one little addendum to this. I've realized that it's been kind of hard for us to get people into the clan if they're interested. So what, I, what I've gone and done is um, if somebody posts up that they want to invite into the clan, I'll add them as a friend since our Battle.net friend list was increased to 200. So I can do that now. And that way I can see when they come online and then I can shoot them an invite because <laughs> it's a lot easier that way than to have somebody like, you know, just 
randomly check, you know, on the message board and be like, oh, are they online? Oh, nope, they aren't. But uh, so that, folks, if you get an invite from me, that's probably why. So that I can get you into the clan if you posted up something. But you already knew that. So here we go. Um, so let me continue. The show is powered by you, the listener. So please send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. We love Twitter. Come join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at ShatteredStone. I'm at Nevik James. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. Brasia is at the underscore Brasia. And our fourth musketeer is at Lantonio. We'd like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawn Forge Productions for hosting our Luke Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawn Forge at thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, I'm hoping things don't go pear shaped. This podcast is copyright 2015 Dawn Forge Productions. Thank you for listening. Check us out at thedawnforge.com.